Phil and Tim talk about stuff. We are here today on this episode talking about a Netflix original series, uh, Godless. It's a limited series, so it's only one season. So come on, you can go binge it. It's pretty easy. Uh, we're stoked to talk about it. It's going to be a full series review because it's only one season. So if you're interested or think you might be interested, what are you doing? Why are you listening? Go watch it and then come back and then talk with us about it. And we'll see, you know, we'll see what we see, we'll see what we, what we think. But, yeah. uh... Yeah, we'll be here whenever you get back. There's no yeah. rush. It could be next week, it could be the week after that. Yeah. Just go, just go watch it. You can get we're like, better we're, to do. We're like your really loyal, you know, your loyal dog, you know? We'll be here for yeah. you. When you get home, we'll be happy. So, you know, just... Yeah. Just go. We might have peed on the carpet, but it'll be okay. <laughs> you didn't let us out, but whatever. Yeah, you were gone. You were watching a movie. Cool, man. So I guess we could start from the beginning on this one. I kind of want—I kind of want to start with, uh, I guess, first, like the reason why I wanted to watch this. So I'd heard about it and I watched the trailer. Um, I thought it was really intriguing. I'm a sucker for really good westerns. Mm-hmm. You don't—you don't see—you don't see them that often anymore. So it's really cool when you get a good one. Netflix originals. There's a good number of them that absolutely crush it. You and I have watched a number of them that we really like. Just this past year, you had Punisher, Mindhunter, season new season of Peaky Blinders. I mean, there's there's so many good shows. There's shows that I haven't even watched that I've been told are really really good on Netflix. So you got tons of really cool stuff. So I was really interested in it. It it's kind of interesting. I, I feel like at least to me, the biggest name on the cast list was Jeff Daniels. The rest of the cast I didn't know too well. I feel like I've kind of seen some of them and different things, but he was probably the most recognizable. Um, yeah, definitely. And then, there's, there's some like stars speckled here and there, like some yeah. people that surprised me. Yeah, because like, I didn't I didn't watch a trailer or anything like that. Yeah, and I was like going into it clean, just like from what you told me before when we talked about it. But I was really surprised at, like how many like notable people there were. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then the other thing is, is I didn't realize, and this is just some like extra research. So the series is the showrunner, director of all the episodes, and the writer of all the episodes is Scott Frank. Um, yeah. His most recent big thing that most people would know was Logan, which I loved. He was a hmm. co. He was okay. a co-writer. He was a co-writer on Logan with uh, James Mangold. Interesting. Um, he also was a, uh, did the screenplay or wrote some of the screenplay for a Minority Report. Um, huh. and a couple other uh, writing credits but this is really his like first directorial kind of effort so cool. and it's pretty cool I, I'm a fan of a few shows that have a writer slash showrunner slash that kind of do their whole thing like Vikings um, the showrunner on that show he writes every episode um, yeah. and I think that I think that show's amazing and I think it's really cool that he kind of can keep the story you know, he, he knows where the story is going and he goes, you know, he makes it go where he wants it, basically. So some, sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's bad. Um, yeah. There's a one that I really, really enjoy 
and that's Noah Hawley's work on Fargo. Mm-hmm. He is so such a great writer, especially when it comes to that show. And I've yeah. seen the first two seasons. If you haven't seen Fargo, go see it. It's absolutely incredible. And the star power in that series alone, like in each season, is just like mind blowing. It's really great. Definitely. So yeah, I, I think it's pretty cool. And it's a limited series. I'm a huge proponent of shorter season, um, longer episode television. Mm-hmm. Um, just because as much as I love a lot of shows, like I enjoy Flash and Arrow and things like that. Yeah. Getting into like the 20 plus episode range is just, it's it's so <laughs> yeah. much. Like it's so many episodes to, it's so many episodes to watch, number one. Number two there's so much filler like yeah. the villain of the week just you know so I like something that's very focused and has a purpose has a beginning and an end and you kind of know where it's going so yeah. I think that's really cool for sure but yeah so getting into it the main premise of the show at least kind of at the surface there's kind of two two plots I guess or two parts of the story running side by side on one hand You have Roy Good, who's played by Jack O'Connell, who is an outlaw, basically, that used to ride with Frank Griffin, Jeff Daniels' character. He was basically like a son to Frank and ended up leaving him for reasons we don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and then the second part of the story is this, their story crosses with the town of LaBelle, and LaBelle is a town, it's a mining town, as a lot of towns were in the West, um, where almost all of the men died in a freak mining accident where the mine collapsed, basically, all on the same day. So the town for the past two years has been inhabited by 99% women, basically. Yeah. Um, and so they've had to kind of learn and adapt and change, and so you know they've kind of just survived, which is really what you did in the west for the most part yeah. um, so you just you just try to try to make it so yeah. that's kind of where the, the story begins so first episode you kind of start to get introduced to all the characters the opening of the episode yeah what did you think of it Let, let's start first episode we'll go from there i thought the opening was incredible uh it pulled me in like immediately and it made me feel like it was going to be something else it reminded me of uh i don't know if you've read blood meridian by Corm- Cormac okay. McCarthy, the author of The Road mm-hmm. and No Country for Old Men. Oh, okay. It's a very visceral and dark Western. And so, yes. and so from the onset, like seeing this opening scene play out, I was expecting that darkness. So I was like, okay, this is what I have to get myself ready for. This is mm-hmm. what I have to prepare myself for for the next, you know, seven episodes. Yeah. The intro, I think, was really shocking because I don't, I don't really know how much violence there would be in it you know i mean it's a western so you're gonna have shootouts and stuff but just how violent it was just seeing like the ruthlessness of frank and just did didn't matter i mean he was killing everybody <laughs> and they just did not care mm-hmm. and it was violent and just i was I was like, "Wow, okay, this this is this is what we're gonna this is how we're gonna start this." Yeah, absolutely. Get, I understand that this dude does not mess around. Like, yeah, I think this is, this is how we're gonna go. Yeah, this intro is definitely designed to put people on their heels and say, "This isn't gonna be like you think it's gonna go." Yeah, exactly. 
And then right after that, I believe, I could be misremembering, but right after that, I believe we run into, or it's where we first introduced Roy. Mm-hmm. Um, he he shows up. It's the middle of the night. He's He shows up at um, Alice Fletcher's house, played by Michelle Dockery. And she basically comes out of the house with a gun because there's some random person riding up to her house in the middle of the night. <laughs> and basically threatens him and says, hey, you need to get off your horse or you need to identify yourself or I'm going to shoot you. Well... <laughs> he didn't, so she she made she made good on her promise and shot yeah. him. Didn't uh, didn't harm anything too bad. Hit him kind of in the neck. Uh, he falls off his horse. She goes to get him and realizes he's already been shot like once or twice. So <laughs> that's why he wasn't really in the mood to respond. So he uh, so she she brings him in and starts tending to his wounds. Um, and and this kind of sets up. I I, I want to say the whole. Sp- rest of the story but this kind of gets you into how the town ties in with Roy <laughs> and then how Frank ties in with all of that and that's where you get the first connection for bringing all the pieces together yeah first off with the the whole series in general a lot of the characters are really really dug I, <laughs> I was surprised to learn that Michelle Dockery and Jack O'Connell are both British actors yeah because they're the accents and just the way they speak is it's like perfect western <laughs> accent like it's it's so good uh, so I, I was really really impressed with that yeah. and, and they're gonna be two of your main leads I guess so their, their performance is really good but yeah I was blown away when I looked that up I was like what <laughs> like I'm always I'm always impressed when people do that but like it a Western accent, especially with all the weird like slang and stuff that they you know they say in the show, mm-hmm. for them to be able to pull that off so well was really cool. Yeah, I believe the the kid who plays Whitey is also a British actor because mm-hmm. he was yeah, really familiar so. from uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's it's a bunch of them. It's pretty impressive. So after Alice gets him, she kind of helps nurse him back to house. We find out that she has a son named Trucky. Uh, and then I forget what the grandmother's name is, but Chucky's or Chucky's grandmother. Yeah, I can't remember either. As well, and they're both Paiute Indian, I believe, or Paiute, Cree yeah. or something. I, I think it's Paiute. Yeah, I. He was super dry and like very monotone, but Chucky killed me the <laughs> whole show. Like. Like there was sometimes I was like, man, I feel like he's not really acting that well. But then like he would say something, and I would just laugh, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so funny. Like, yeah, he was he was so monotone, it killed me. But he was such a good point. Yeah, he matches really um, well with the grandmother, who is that way herself. Oh yes, yeah. The grandmother reminded me of the grandma from uh, Mulan. <laughs> she was just, she was she was just yeah. so like spunky and like grumpy and also hilarious and sarcastic and just yeah i love i love the grandmother and the grandmother was great yeah so i mean that that kind of sets up the story um i don't know if you want to go episode by episode or if you just want to kind of do overall thoughts or what i figure we just do Um, overall thoughts like if we end up going episode by episode like yeah we'll end up having a really long episode where do you want to start do you want to start with Jack and or uh, Roy and Frank and kind of go from there, or do you want to do good things, bad things? Yeah, let's start with uh, Jack and Frank. Or, or okay. Roy and Frank. Yeah, Roy and Frank. <laughs> I know. I saw his name and I was like, oh, Jack. No. 
I really like their relationship a lot. I thought the flashbacks that showed where, like, how this relationship was built were really good. Um, and it's, like, it's believable. It's understanding. It's a boy looking for a father and a man wanting to, you know, impart something of himself into a young man. And, and Frank is such an interesting character, at least to me, because he has a really weird way of looking at the world. <laughs> it's, he has morals and he has standards but they're really messed up <laughs> like, yeah, very much so he, ha- he, he has his own, he has his own creed and he has things he will do and will not do but they are very twisted and perverted but they still bring a structure and purpose into Roy's life especially when he's young yeah which I found to be really interesting very much so uh, it's really telling whenever at the very beginning you see that Frank had lived through this experience, like this terrible experience where his family were killed and like everybody around him had yeah. died. And then the person who was responsible for it took him in and it became, yeah. it became very much this, like the Stockholm syndrome for Frank. And mm-hmm. he started to uh, respect the guy who had killed his parents had taken him under his wing and like basically come to love this guy as a father after he had killed his paternal father you know and so he has like this kind of different kind of demented perverted viewpoint and then at the same time like while it is kind of off kilter with like no normal moral thinking he Mm -hmm. he does have like his own system where he feels like he he can protect people in a way that was better than the person who took him in and a way that was better than like his own parents who couldn't, mm-hmm. who, you know, died trying to protect him and stuff. Yeah, I, I thought their interaction was really interesting. And, it, and even his interaction with other people that aren't Roy, just the way he, um, you know, like there's a, a later on in one of the later episodes, I think it's maybe episode five, where they run into that house with all the people that smallpox. Mm-hmm. And he, like, he, he feels the need to help them and take care of them, which is weird. You don't expect that from a guy who's, basically a i mean he's a professional bad guy he's an outlaw he's you know he kills people he steals from people i mean that's what he literally in the first 30 seconds of the show he kills an entire town like him and his guys massacre (laughs) an entire town men women children doesn't matter they kill them all but then you see him showing sympathy for these people and wanting to be helpful so it's there's still this piece of him that has a moral compass but a lot of him is just decayed and he he even says that uh you know basically alludes to as much as when they are holding that uh, russian i believe family hostage they're norwegian um on they're norwegian Norway. Uh, yeah and you know he says there ain't no god out here this is godless country and basically he's just which was an awesome line and i was just yeah. like okay that line is but, one of the golden lines like <clears throat> It's a paradise yes. for locusts and lizards and snakes. Mm. Like, yes. The way he describes it. Yeah, but, you know, even from that line you get like, okay, this dude, this dude definitely is not abiding. You know, he's not, even though he wears like the the neck piece of like a, a minister or mm-hmm. something like that, like he does not really abide by, and even like he like quotes the Bible or like quotes from the good book, mm-hmm. it's like stuff that he kind of made up or like has yeah. added to it. I'm just like, oh, okay. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, he, and Jeff Daniels kills it. Jeff, like, 
Cassie came in and saw some of the episodes. She's like, isn't that the guy from Dumb and Dumber? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> and she's like, wow, that's pretty amazing. And I'm like, yeah, he's a really good actor. <laughs> <laughs> I really like their their whole Roy and, and Frank's relationship and why. And you also understand why Roy wanted to get away from him, too. Mm-hmm. Why he left and the tension that kind of exists there. And later on, they def- they show kind of Roy's breaking point when he it basically is done. You know, when he's mm-hmm. over being with them. It's pretty intense. And then you also see flashbacks of, you know, Roy preventing Frank from just killing people in cold blood and all kinds of stuff. Like, their relationship is kind yeah. of complicated. But it, it's, it, it was, in my opinion, the best part as far as moving the story forward is concerned. My thing is I, I kind of wish there was more of an emphasis on that Me than too. there was some of the other side story stuff because I, I kind of ended up feeling like when there was side story stuff, I'm like, I really just want to know about Roy and Frank because you've been building up this relationship and I want to see more of it Definitely. because it was so good and, and so interesting. I think like we were talking about the times Frank has like these side things with his guys, like the time they visit the people with smallpox and you get to see like a more tender side quote-unquote for frank but at the end like he still like massacres those people and puts them in their graves and stuff yeah out of like you know kindness like his his sense of kindness his yeah and i think they did that it seems obvious to me that they did that to draw like a little bit of sympathy for the devil to make him a more sympathetic character even as the villain Mm -hmm. to blur the lines between roy and roy and frank a little bit and I think I think it didn't come across well. Like I don't I didn't feel feel like endeared to Frank at all, like through all of it. And I think by focusing, like you said, on more of those flashbacks and seeing how Roy interacted with Frank in those times before like the Massacre at Creed, it would have been a little bit of a better device to make that happen. Yeah. I, I feel like if you would have had you know, one of the scenes that you really saw Frank being a father to Roy was like in the scene where he was showing him how to break the horses. Mm-hmm. When you know when he's when he's showing him and he's explaining that the the animal trusts you. It's not about fear. It's not about ruling. It's about having like trusting the animal. The animal trusting you. And you see, you know, you see Roy doing that same thing that Frank taught him with Alice Fletcher's horses. And so it was like an actual thing that yeah this dude's really bad but he taught roy very valuable lessons or when he's talking to trucky about how there's nothing scarier than a man with a gun and there's uh i forget what is it there's nothing scary with a man with a gun and then there's nothing more helpless than a man without one yeah nothing more helpless yeah with a man without one and again that's another thing that frank told roy and, and roy then taught someone else so you you get moments of it where you see their relationship and that father son dynamic, but I just I don't feel like you get enough of it to really, especially in the f- kind of final battle between him and Frank, mm-hmm. between Roy and Frank. I didn't feel it as much as I wanted to. Yeah. Like I I knew I knew it was a big deal and I knew this was like oh this is the big showdown you wanted, but it didn't really feel like. And even, I mean, there was an attempt to, like, Roy's even like, Frank, draw your gun. Like, he's trying to do the honorable thing. Like, he just doesn't want to put him down and kill him, even though he's in a position of power. Like, he wants to 
still do right by him in the weird, twisted way that their relationship was. But it didn't have that impact for me. Like, it didn't really hit me where I was like, oh, man, this is really sucks that he's having to do this even though he definitely needs to but like mm-hmm. it still sucks type of a feeling yeah i have very much the same thoughts we we see those things juxt- juxtaposed whenever roy is teaching trucky how to like break the horses and stuff and then that yeah. advice about uh, the man with a gun and the man without a gun but like mm-hmm. that gets really disjointed and like i'm not sure if it's the editing or if it's in the writing like the script itself but like those mm-hmm. those things get really disjointed uh, because we don't see that until much later. Like maybe a couple yeah. of, couple of episodes after Roy has already taught Trucky and like given him that advice, then we yeah. then we see that that is something that Frank had Frank passed on to Roy. And yeah. like you said, it leads all the way up until that final confrontation, and we have this juxtaposition of Roy and Trucky with Frank and Roy, at, like Roy's a boy, and then yeah. at the very end, like you know, jumping ahead. Uh, we see Frank come across Trucky, who's like, you know, lost his way and like kind of messed up. He starts to give him the same like spiel, you know, he's like, yeah. do you have a, you have a pappy? And it's like, he's going to take him under his yeah. wing. Like he's going to take, like he took Roy. And so, yeah. and then, you know, Roy comes to save him and stuff. And I think if they had just focused and like aligned those elements a lot better than they did, mm-hmm. that, that effect, yeah. that effect would have been there and it would have meant like, a lot more to see Frank and Trucky that would have hit mm-hmm. like it would have been a substantial thing and then yeah. like the the yeah. final confrontation would have had that emotional effect that you were talking about definitely well and it was one of those things too where I like I never once felt like Trucky would go with Frank like I never felt like that was going to be a possibility where oh no mm-hmm. like Frank's going to take this young impressionable kid and then like take him on like I was like man, Roy's going to show up and there's going to be like some kind of confrontation or something. Like I never, it never really hit me the same. And so if there would have been a little bit more of like, yo, this might actually be a thing like Frank, because throughout the whole show too, in the most insanely life-threatening situations, Frank's always like, I've seen my death. This isn't it. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I'm not worried basically because I don't have to, you know, I know how I'm going to die. Um, and it's never revealed to the audience what that is. Mm-hmm. So if you kind of would have had a little bit stronger of a relationship and, and kind of tied those things together a little bit more in that scene happen, I feel like it could have been very believable to be like, oh, well, maybe Frank does get away and maybe yeah. Trucky does go with him because we didn't know how Frank was going to die or if he was going to die because of what he had set up the whole the whole season and so there really could have been that doubt and that been like oh no like what happens if Trucky goes with him like Roy is now going to be basically become the new Frank and just go tearing off across the half of the United States trying to hunt down Frank you know I don't know you, you really could have built it up I think and it just <clears throat> there wasn't enough connective tissue there to really get it Going. Yeah, especially since like the major conflict has already happened. Like everything went down in LaBelle and then you know, we're in basically what is like a vignette in the post to like Return to the King, Lord of the Rings and stuff, like when yeah, it ended fifteen yeah, times. Basically. It's one of those things, like it's just kinda like, alright, we have to tie a bow on this, we have to tie a bow on this, tie a bow on this. And so it's like 
obviously there's nothing gonna like nothing's gonna happen nothing important's gonna happen like in this Mm -hmm. like you know two minutes three minutes that we have left to do something you know yeah and man i think if they had plans for a second season and made it so that frank gets away and like takes trucky with him and then like season two was all about roy tracking down trucky like to get trucky back and then Mm -hmm. maybe trucky was the one who was supposed to kill him (laughs) <laughs> like mm-hmm. that was supposed to kill Frank. Yeah. That that could have been something really special, I think. Yeah. Well, what's funny too being a limited series is I felt like the pacing the pacing over the first few episodes I thought was super cool because it was just kind of this slow build up mm-hmm. and like gradual ratcheting up. And then I felt like the last two episodes were like and we got to end it really really fast. <laughs> and it was just like all of the stuff happening like super super quickly. And I was just like like I was happy that we were starting to get resolution. But I was also kind of like, you know, you could slow it down a little bit. Let's, yeah. We could do a little bit more, like, you, you could take a little bit more time and kind of... And I think what's funny is, like, the last two episodes are two of the shorter episodes in the season. Um, some of the earlier episodes are, like, a little over an hour. And I think the last couple episodes... The last episode is pretty long, but the one before that, I think, is only, like, 50 minutes, maybe? I or 45 so. minutes, something like that. Like, yeah, it's, it's definitely one of the shorter episodes. So it, it's kind of weird that your second to last episode's one of your shorter episodes but yeah um yeah let's move on and this is the interesting or my my biggest weird thing with this show is labelle itself and the people that inhabit it and the story arc with that i don't know about you but personally i felt that most of the time that we spent in labelle with the people of labelle it was not that interesting to me yeah like it some of, some of it was, and some of the characters were really interesting, but it didn't push the story at all, really. Yeah. At, at all, because if you if you look at basically the beginning of the show, they have no real defense or anyone to protect them if something were to happen. Fast forward to the end when Frank is coming to LaBelle, they again no have any real defense or anyone to protect <laughs> yeah. them. It's still just them. So it's like, why did we spend so much time with the whole mining company buying them out thing and all that stuff? Like, I just kind of felt that it was there for being there and to kind of have more characters, but I didn't really feel like it added much, especially when your first introduction into this world is Frank and Roy and the whole thing is about either hunting Frank or trying to hide Roy or them being afraid of them having an interaction or Frank finding Roy and all like it's all centered around those two characters so why would we spend so much time not with them and that was my biggest Confusion, I guess, and mm-hmm. not really feel feeling it with the whole thing. Yeah, it was the thing that really got to me. Like you were saying, like I felt like the first half was really strong, and it went to it went to a point, and I was really excited with, like it got to the point where I was really excited about what happens next. And yeah. then everything after that, like the last half of it, started feeling really padded to me. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't, they hadn't planned for certain things, and then they just kept visiting these characters that weren't going anywhere and they kept doing these things that didn't need to happen just to fill yeah. just to fill time and yeah like like the whole the whole freaking pinkerton detective and like the german lady that lives there absolutely I was like why is this why is this even part of this like this doesn't have anything to do with 
anything. Like Yeah, he shows up, and then, like, she's defending the town with everybody else, and then he shows up looking for her, like he's going to help, and you don't see him again until, like, the very end. You don't see him shoot one yeah. bullet. Like, he doesn't kill anybody. Yeah. He doesn't do anything. Yeah. And it's like, why did we have to have this? <laughs> mm-hmm. It didn't make any sense, like... Like, that guy's I, a, that guy's a great actor know. too, and it didn't make any sense yeah. why he was in there to do nothing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, and I, I like some of it. Like I liked, for the most part, I liked the character of Mary Agnes. Um, yeah, I liked her a lot until we got to unnecessary drama stuff that didn't need. To yeah, I agree. But even that, to a small degree, I was okay with, just because it it still kind of added a layer to her character yeah i really liked her up until yeah like you said the unnecessary drama i really liked you know when she, they were having the meeting with the mining company and she was like no like we can do this like we you know she was very much like yo we've been doing this for two years on our own like we can do this and and everyone else was just kind of like oh whatever blah 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 and, and i i thought it was really cool how she took care of her brother's kids um mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's my favorite character Andy. for the, like the first half. I liked her. Yeah, more. she was she was really strong and, and she had a lot to do that's a lot to do that was important to the overall story. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like later on there was just less and less stuff for her to do and so they just started adding drama into her life to give her something like give her a reason to be on screen basically. Yeah. Um and you know, like I really liked Whitey. Yeah, Whitey's he was great. hilarious. He was so good. He was like the he was like that kid that always wanted to be a cowboy and then grew up to be a cowboy. <laughs> yeah, he's Billy he the Kid. Just, it's great. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, he's so he's so funny. I love his uh, I love his sheer dumb bravery mm-hmm. and all the interactions with um, the people. I think was it is it called Blackdom that they call yeah, it that Blackdom. town. Yeah. yeah. Um, with the Buffalo Soldiers and like his infatuation with the daughter of, of course, the daughter of the guy who like runs the town <laughs> yeah. and like th- their whole interaction and like I, you know, him wanting to learn how to play fiddle to get you know so he can spend time with her. I thought all that was really good. I thought his character was he was so funny yeah. and just he's great. Such such a such a needed like blind optimism. Mm-hmm. He he was kind of like the american dream mm-hmm. of that time but embodied in a person like he was excited to be a cowboy and to be carrying six shooters and being on the wet being out west and like he was like let's you know let's go let's do this he was always wanting to just you know be the hero he, he was the typical like saturday morning cartoon cowboy he was like yeah, yeah. let's just go and, absolutely yeah. and i thought I, he, it was great I loved yeah it. it starts out with him being like just like the bumbling deputy but then you you actually see him do something and he steps up for bill and he's like the best he's the best ever (laughs) he's the best cowboy yeah yeah. and then like you were saying that story that he has with the louis Louis from blackdom is like Mm -hmm. the one interesting thing that happens with the labelle saga yeah and then i was really sad (laughs) that like as soon as they start what kicks off that major conflict with the labelle thing is is whitey getting killed (laughs) <laughs> like yeah i was so mad i was like how are you gonna I mean, do I, that <laughs> I, I thought that was so stupid i was just like why like it didn't do anything mm-hmm. and the thing was that got me was that is when she went out there and like saw his body she didn't she wasn't even like 
breaking down and like freaking out which I'm not saying she had to be but it was just like okay he literally just rescued you yeah. like saved you from sh- certain death because mm-hmm. Frank's men just went hard that that whole fight scene also yeah, too that was, was nuts. sick and so intense yeah. when he like when they're sitting down and he starts telling him he's like is that a pistol I feel under the table? And I was like, oh my. <laughs> like, yeah, I thought that, that was really I thought good. that was absolutely awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he get he saves her life and he brings her back. And then he's cut down. And like later we see that she's up in like the second floor of the hotel. And she's got like mm-hmm. some other guy like around her. I was like, why couldn't that be him? You know, why couldn't, yeah. why couldn't they have saved him? And then like have him killed yeah. later. And when it means something and he's like defending her. You know, yeah, to like exactly to have that connection, you know, and then it's just like, or you could have even had something where he's like, Frank's trying to escape, and he tries to like stop him from escaping, and Frank kills yeah. him. Yeah, like at least make him make him go out by like the main bad guy, because we've already seen Frank is obviously extremely skilled with a gun, mm-hmm. and you know Whitey prides himself on being, you know, the best with a gun mm-hmm. and you know super fast and everything, but have Frank kill him and make it really like wow this dude is just you know make, just add that because it's right before the climax it's right before you know there's going to be a duel between your hero and your villain so just give him a little bit of extra villain just right at the end just like yeah. just sprinkle it on there so you're that's, really like just kill this that's guy. absolutely what he needed he needed that little <clears throat> extra seasoning and like killing Whitey would have been over the top at the end especially yeah and like they let Keith Car- uh, Keith Jardine do it <laughs> like yeah why like his like he has a name like as a character and stuff but it's like he's nobody yeah. in the gang and he just yeah, walks up and exactly. stabs him mm-hmm. and it means nothing I don't know I, and he wasn't even like anywhere near the rest of the townspeople so it's like they didn't even know he was dead until after the freaking like yeah I mean they knew he they, they kind of knew he was dead but it really wasn't like where they were like, oh my gosh, and like, we're having to like pull his body in, or like, you know, it wasn't super emotional or like have any kind of real meaning. It was just like, oh, well, he's, he's dead. So, yeah, there was no weight. The weight that it needed yeah. wasn't there. Yeah. And I, I felt it was a disservice to that character. Very much so. For being a. And he, he was such a lovable and like approachable character. So, yeah, I agree. But yeah, I mean, aside from that, most of the LaBelle stuff, like I said, just really didn't grab me. Even, yeah, I mean, just none of it really... I, I liked... I wish they would have, instead of going with the mining company, I wish there would have been maybe something to do with them in the Paiutes. Mm-hmm. Because you learn, you learn in the show that basically the town thinks that Alice Fletcher... And the grandmother of Truckee are witches, and they've cursed the town, and that's why all the men died. And you find out because essentially what happened is Alice's husband was killed essentially out of racism, basically, Mm -hmm. is what's implied. is that he was shot in the back because he was a Native American. Um, And the townspeople, or the guy who shot him, essentially said that that's not why. It was because, you know, made up some reason why he shot him. And so, because of that, you think... And from what I gathered, and I could be misremembering, but from what I understood, especially in the flashback when when Bill saves Alice from whoever that was that was trying to rape her, Mm -hmm. and then drops her off with the Paiutes, that... Her eventual husband was somewhat high up in the Paiute 
tribe <laughs> there, at least the chief's son or someone of fairly important you know, stature. Yeah. And so I think it would have been a little more interesting, at least on my side, to instead of have this issue with the mining company and all that stuff, but then to have issues instead with the Paiutes. And not necessarily in a way of like cowboys versus Indians, but like the Paiutes have horses and they have the natural resources that the town needs and them having to deal with like i think that would have been more interesting than the mining company just wanting to come in and mine the silver you could have Mm -hmm. had a lot more meaningful interaction i think and there could have been a lot i don't know i think it's another avenue they could have explored that maybe would have gotten us a little bit more substance than the mining company i think so too like the whole thing with like alice selling her horses to labelle like that could have easily been like an interaction that alice like interceded with the Paiutes yeah. for she could have helped like talk to them about helping the town with horses and stuff and like there could have been like an interaction yeah. there like a diplomacy but they kind of yeah. you know they brought this other party in and it it you know it went nowhere really yeah yeah i know it was it was kind of disappointing but i mean the labelle stuff it's there's a lot of it in there mm. early on it's pretty solid as it gets going, it's kind of just okay. And most of the women in the town, I don't like anyway. Like, there's only a handful <laughs> of them that I actually thought were cool. Mm-hmm. The rest of them were just really annoying and kind of, I don't necessarily stereotypical, but a little bit. They were just, you know, you have one that's the, you know, the kind of the warrior, and one that's this, and one that's, and it's just kind of like this is a little paint by numbers for me as far as yeah, you know, these characters are what you would expect them to be. For sure. Uh, so that was, I don't know, that was kind of weird. Do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about Bill, or do you want to talk about Roy and Alice's relationship? I I did want to mention Bill as another like yeah. as a misstep. Really, I liked Bill. I thought he was great. And that third episode is yeah. probably one of my favorite things is whenever he goes out to that canyon where Roy was being chased by Frank. Yeah. And he, he replays like in his head, like his imagining of he what does, happens with that he standoff. He does that Sherlock Holmes stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing his Batman detective mode thing. Yeah. Well, and it's, and it's so perfect. Just to interject really yeah. quick. It, it's so perfect because the first two episodes all you hear about is basically how shitty he is at his job and he's a coward and all this stuff and then you see him doing his job and he's like no he's actually really good at it like a really good lawman yeah absolutely and it it showed and i was like okay this is the build that we want to see you know (laughs) he's finally got his glasses he can kind of see stuff and then after that he does nothing and like his whole thing is like he's going after frank and he's going to join uh Cook. He's going to join Marshall Cook. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as he leaves to join Marshall Cook, Marshall Cook gets shot in the face. <laughs> I was I was slightly salty about that, but the way they did it was super Yeah, intense. that scene, that scene was, was great. Like, that yeah. goes along like, yeah. it was like right after my favorite moment and stuff. So I'm still like riding yeah. the episode three high. I'm like, yeah, this is great. And then yeah. he didn't, like Bill didn't learn about Cook dying from what I mm-hmm. understand. The next thing we know, Bill runs into Frank, and Frank just lets him live. Oh. Like, it doesn't mean anything. Like, nothing happens. Yeah. yeah. And then the last two episodes before the conflict at the end, Bill's just riding around. Like, what is Bill doing? Like, there's yeah. nothing happening. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I, I really liked his character. I liked his conflict. Mm-hmm. 
his, I will say, where his character ends up also brings me issue with Roy and Alice's relationship. Yeah. So we can we'll get we'll get there eventually, but I really liked his character. I liked a lot of what he did. Um, I thought his interaction with the ghost uh, mm-hmm. Indian. Yeah. We're not really sure, but yeah, the ghost Indian was really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it was definitely of a a journey of him trying to like prove to himself that he could still do and be the person that he once was mm-hmm. um and he'd had a lot of really bad things happen to him in his life you know in quick succession yeah and so it was really a journey for himself as much as it was to try and stop someone from you know being bad or evil essentially mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean i really liked his character i thought he the performance was really good Scott or uh, Scoot McNary, yeah, Scoot McNary. He's he was really great, and mm-hmm. I, I loved um, just the quirkiness of his character. Like he had his own kind of little yeah. ticks and things, and just something that made him feel like a very real person to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that I really enjoyed. Yeah, I think they could have done a lot more to play up that angle of him. Like after, especially after Frank kills Cook, and he's and he has the interaction with Frank, and he's basically there for nothing. Like, no reason. Like, they could have played yeah. that up a lot more to have that angle of him trying to find himself and find out, like, what he's doing here and, like, who he's supposed to be now that he, you know, has gone through all this terrible stuff. And we only get to see that one time, like, the flashback with him saving Alice. And then he shows up at the end, and we're supposed to be, like, endeared to him for saving her that one time. That's supposed to, like, fix their relationship, and, like, the relationship's supposed to be, like, yeah. on this other level. But we didn't get to see anything grow. Like, it just happens. No. That was my biggest issue, I guess, with the ending of the show. Is the way that the kind of love triangle of Roy, Alice, and Bill went. I... I, There was nothing that Bill did and no interact... Like, he literally probably talks to Alice in maybe four or five scenes in the whole show maybe it's so small her interaction with her that it when the show like in the ending of the show when he's there to like be with them i just i I didn't buy it i was like no like this is this isn't like not only that but like you spent all this time they spent all this time and i know it was supposed to reflect frank's relationship with roy Mm -hmm. but roy spent all this time with trucky being his dad and then he just leaves and this other guy comes in and now he's just supposed to take care of them and be you know like i just didn't buy it i was just like there's no like Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel right it doesn't feel like it was earned yeah like i love i love i guess we can get into it now like i love roy and alice's relationship i love that when he's you didn't like (laughs) it i just i really did I, I I liked it. I liked it for a few reasons. But one of the things that I liked specifically was when she like breaks him out of jail and asks for his help to break the horses. And he basically asks for his payment in return. And there's like this moment where you can kind of tell that she's thinking like, oh, he's going to be like a sleazy scumbag. And he says, I want you to teach me how to read <laughs> because he doesn't know how to read. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. And I thought like 
a lot of their interaction where she's teaching him how to do that or like when he writes his name and he's like oh he's like this is the first time i've ever seen my name like yeah i've written my name like that was so cool i thought it was really interesting and i thought that was a cool way to take those characters in an interesting way to incorporate the letter that you see and mm. and kind of all that stuff in the in the very first episodes um but yeah i just the the whole like supposed love triangle thing i didn't buy and i didn't buy bill coming in and just all of a sudden they'd be a family now even though he's literally spent no time with them yeah because even before roy shows up it's implied that bill bill has been away with like the Paiutes or whatever trying to get his eyesight back so like he hasn't yeah. been around anyway so it's like when has he had time to build this meaningful relationship with her yeah it's just it's just not there like yeah. i don't understand it. yeah we're introduced to bill with how shitty he is like how he can't do his job yeah. and then we like we learn like why he can't do his job because he's going blind we get to see like i said like he's actually kind of good at his job like once when he's able to but then yeah but then it fizzles out and then at the end they're like the ladies of Lobel are talking shit again and his sister steps up for him and he's just like he's blind that's why he sucks you know and they're like oh yeah. oh well then that explains everything and I was like no it doesn't yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, not at all like you guys have literally been trashing him for like the whole series yeah it's like now you're gonna respect him now that you know he's a handicapped person that's yeah you need to look at yourself that's that's pretty low, man. That's pretty <laughs> yeah. low. But, um, yeah, I thought the relationship with Roy and Alice is okay. But yeah. I didn't like the Hollywood aspect of, the, like, the will-they-won't-they they thing. I didn't like them dancing yeah, around Yeah, I, like I, I, I agree with that, I will say. I, I really liked those interactions that they had, like, especially, mm-hmm. like, him repaying her kindness, so, like, helping her out. And then t- uh, like yeah. teaching Trucky stuff, and then like wanting her to teach him how to read, and like the interactions with between him and her grandmother yeah. are the best. There's that hunting <laughs> trip is so good, and then like she when, says that she was shooting for the other eye. Yeah, I lost it. Uh, man. That's that was like that might be actually my favorite part of the whole series, like, it because so it's funny. like you don't get to see the grandma who's like dry the whole time and she speaks Paiute, like she speaks that Indian language, like she has this awesome sense of humor and it's great. It's all like super Hollywood and super Western, and then they actually yeah. have like that night where they have, uh. Like they have the romantic moment, and the whole time I'm just like shaking my head, like we we shouldn't yeah. be we shouldn't be doing this right now, you know? We shouldn't have yeah. to no play this game. Yeah, I'm, but that's how I felt about it. Like, um, I mean, I... like I talked about it at the beginning. Like, I immediately thought of Blood Meridian when it came to it, and I thought this was going to be a much darker series. Like, it's it's really mm-hmm. violent, but it's nothing compared to Blood Meridian, and Blood Meridian. Yeah. Like I said, it's Cormac McCarthy who's like the he wrote the road, which is tough too. Yeah. But it's it's like an anti western, it's like an anti Hollywood western, and it's meant to show. I think I like I haven't talked to him about it, but I think it's meant to show that what Hollywood's vision of the West was, and like these movies and these books and these stories, like these pulp stories, keep showing is like a super romanticized version of the West that did not exist. Mm-hmm. And the people mm-hmm. who lived through it and had to survive in the West had a much harder time yeah. than these romantic stories are letting on. And so, yeah. like, 
you know, having that be like my mindset from the on, like from get go, like from Jump Street, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to see this. This is too like Hollywood yeah. for like a Western that I want to see, you know? Yeah, well, I, I, I can see that. And I think it does actually in contrast, like the show isn't dark, but majority of the show, people either have really bad luck or it's just them trying to survive, whether it's in a like a really dark foreboding way but i mean it's still like majority of the show is people still just trying to live their everyday lives Mm -hmm. and it is very hot i will say that 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 specific as far as the romance between them is concerned i think i would have rather seen their relationship be completely platonic Mm -hmm. throughout the throughout the whole show and then maybe at the end when roy is going to california maybe ask her if she wants to come with him because she had been talking about the whole show about getting out of there and maybe going back to Boston where she's from and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it kind of would have already like the groundwork would have already been laid of like, okay, she wants to leave anyway. And then maybe it could have been like a, you never see their relationship actually like consummated or them actually be a thing, but you kind of end the show on a note of like, well, it could happen. Mm-hmm. You know, like, in your, you, you, it's up to you to make up the decision of maybe they are together, maybe they aren't, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I, I agree. I felt like the interactions of, like, her teaching him how to read and him taking care of Trucky were more of ways of showing love than, like, the romantic scene was. Yeah, I think there was already like enough then. We didn't need that. Yeah. Like, th- those moments, like... When they're sitting there, when he writes his name, and they're all, like, really happy for him, and he's, like, blown away, and then he leaves, and then, like, turns around to go back, and then, like, the light turns off, and he's, like, damn, like, he f- he's mad at himself because he forgot to thank her for helping him. Yeah. Like, that that alone was, I, I love that scene because I was just like, oh, like, he really cares about, like, her and the, them as people, and, like felt bad that he was so rude even though they probably didn't think of it as being rude but he just felt bad about it like i think that was more interesting to their relationship than the romantic parts of it which literally happened for like 30 seconds maybe (laughs) so i thought that was a great character moment for him to just be like beating himself up because he forgot to show his like gratitude for for her something that had taken her like quite a while to teach him to do yeah and plus too like she really like in the beginning obviously didn't really like him very much either so for him to you know for her to finally start like warming up to him and helping him and then him to just completely kind of blow not really blow her off but like to be rude like that he was probably just like why am i like this (laughs) but yeah no dude the (laughs) back to the the grandma thing Mm -hmm. So when she's calling him a stray dog and Trucky is telling him completely opposite of what she's saying, it's hilarious. And then when she is talking about shooting the deer and that she was aiming for the other eye, that was hilarious. And then when Roy is walking outside and Alice is like, you can like stay and have dinner or whatever. He's like, no, I got to go take a nap. That old lady wore me out. Like it was just, (laughs) I just, I just laughed so hard. It was so funny. uh, that part that part was super weird because they like they went out like super early and like it was raining out when they started and then it's like oh it'll be dried up by noon and then they went out and they were hunting like supposedly all day 
but like they come they yeah. come back and the sun's still up and i'm like it's like 3 30 yeah. why are you saying good night now <laughs> yeah i know the line for me was just so funny yeah, it's it's, it's great it was just yeah what do you think of roy the the whole storyline of roy his brother i thought it was really neat i didn't think that it added enough to the story there's they could have hit so many different beats more Mm-hmm. That they like left out because of like all this unnecessary padding and stuff. They yeah. they could have hit his relationship with Jim more. They touched mm-hmm. they touched more on his relationship with Lucy, who like was kind of inconsequential. Like it was nice that he got to see her and say yeah. thank you and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, and then at the end he's like leaving to go find his brother, and then like there wasn't that emotional connection, like a significant yeah. amount of time spent to develop that as we needed you know to make that ending like magnanimous as they wanted it to be yeah i mean i liked what they showed Mm -hmm. of the flashback of like him and his brother Mm -hmm. um and i also really enjoyed when alice was reading the letter like i i wasn't necessarily emotional but i could really like feel it like when she was reading it and like how sorry he was and how he wanted him to come out there and just like you could feel like he really loved his brother and wanted him to to be there for him yeah um but i did feel like they introduced that really late i think so too um it, it was like i felt like that should have been something that i don't know i feel like it could have gone a little more chronologically where it's like mm-hmm. early flashbacks in the show are of roy and his brother and then as the show progresses you start to get more and more information as Roy gets older through the flashbacks yes. to get to current present day. So like, I had that I had that him, exact same thought. Yeah. Yeah. So like you see him with his brother and then you see him, you know, his brother leaving and then you see how he ends up with Frank and then his relationship with Frank throughout then and then why he leaves Frank and then you can end up I, know, I felt like that would have been a little bit better storytelling device as far as making the audience understand and making it, and again, too, it it was one of those things where when he makes the decision to leave um, in, the, in the very end, when he finally leaves and goes to California, I, it was kind of like, a, I think you're making the wrong decision, man. You know, yeah. because like the family that he had was there and then he was leaving to go to this family that he doesn't even know, doesn't really yeah. even know because we hadn't, number one, really built up how close the relationship was and number two we've had no real interaction with them yeah like you could have even they could have even done something too of like maybe roy's brother went back looking for him mm-hmm. and roy's brother ends up getting caught up in all of the craziness that was going. like you could have done so many different things yeah you know and his brother finds out that Roy has basically turned into an outlaw since he's been gone and he feels responsible for not taking care of him and you know like you could yeah, have done a that, lot with that That would have been fantastic. That would have been a fantastic story yeah. point. Like and like whenever he goes to visit Lucy you find out that like that letter was sent a year after he left and he'd been gone for a yeah. long time like anything could have happened yeah. to Jim like he could have fallen on hard times, he could have yeah. died in that time like he could be going to California to meet nobody. Like, you yeah. know, Jim's widow or something like that. And, like, I, yeah. I don't want to make it sound like I didn't like those parts. Like, the parts that they did have with Jim and uh, Jim and Roy yeah. or with Lucy and Roy. Like, I think they were done well. I just think there was so much more they could have explored that they didn't 
that kind of fell by the wayside. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. And, yeah, I just, I thought that that's something that could have been explored a little bit more. I think if you could have did something with the dynamic of Roy being torn between two families, you know, his brother's Mm -hmm. coming back and saying, hey, you should come with me. But then he's also dealing with the stuff with Frank and then maybe the stuff with Alice and Trucky. And, like, you could have really had this conflict inside of Roy that I think would have been interesting definitely um, but yeah I mean it's you know it, it's it's not a it's not really a major thing I, I did love the shot at the end where he's looking out over the ocean and it's kind of like as his brother described it was in the letter I thought that was really cool yeah that's awesome um, I thought the gunfight between Roy and Frank was really cool I thought it was you know I didn't think that I thought it was cool that Roy was also shot because at first I was like okay he just that was easy and then you see you see kind of like blood start to pour i was like oh dang that's you know that's actually kind of cool that you know roy is that good but frank even in his old age still like he's he's still still a badass but but yeah i mean i think overall um especially for a I don't know if he's a first-time director, but definitely a someone who's mostly been writing rather than directing. I think overall it's a pretty solid series. There's a lot I really liked. You know, there's a lot of other side characters that we could go into and things that I don't really feel drove the main plot a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think overall I really enjoyed it. Um, this The cinematography, if you can... Yeah. You know, we were talking about this because you were watching it like on your computer, but like watching watching it on TV, like some of those big sweeping shots of landscapes and stuff are just beautiful. I mean, it looks phenomenal. Costume design, set design, like on location shooting looks. I mean, I don't know where they filmed this, but it was out in the middle of nowhere because yeah, it was like. Sure. It, I mean, in it, it looked beautiful. Um, I was. I was really impressed with that. I mean, and, and that tends to be a lot of Netflix stuff. Netflix likes to put money into their shows, so yeah, it shows. It definitely it it definitely reflected that they were playing with some big boy toys in this, and not uh, you know not not just some kind of your average TV budgets. Like they definitely had some money to spend on the show for sure. When I like sat down to think of like my final thoughts on it, it did come down to how the show paced and how it played out like you were saying like if it had had a much more chronological order to it i think it would have fixed those things that we talked about like i mentioned like the how disjointed it felt like seeing the frank and roy stuff come after the stuff like so far after the stuff whenever roy's teaching trucky i think it would have fixed a lot of problems that there were and yeah i don't i'm not sure which one it falls under like which category it falls under but I think that Scott Frank, he's either a better writer than he is a director, or he's a better director than he is a writer. And I was really surprised that you said that he worked as a co-writer on Logan, which is like a yeah. phenomenal movie, like especially mm-hmm. the script, yeah. all the way through. And maybe it's like James Mangold's influence or something, I don't know. But yeah. I feel like one of those things, like for a first showing, for his first time, like writing and directing something, like having that art- auteurship, it was it's a great showing like he has nothing to be embarrassed or like you know ashamed of you know yeah but i think he's definitely better at one thing than he is another and i think he could use that help like he could have used like letting go of the writing responsibilities and focusing on directing so he could focus on like those awesome shots that he had 
and like the, yeah. the order in which you shoot them or oh, yeah. or focusing on writing and leaving somebody else's vision of this story uh, of a more solid story to play out you know yeah i mean i i agree this is definitely like you said it good for showing it in tv it's a little weird because if you think about it uh, there's some of the episodes i think the writing is really strong and i think there's other episodes where it's a little bit weaker but when you think about you know i think about logan and, and you know i think mangold definitely has something to do with that mm-hmm. um but that film is two and a half hours yeah you know and this this show is two and a half hours in the first two episodes. Yeah. So it you know it, it's one of those things where trying and it's an issue that you get with with TV sometimes and, and, and you know TV is an amazing medium because you can play out these stories over long periods of time and really develop characters. But the other side of the the sword of that or you know the double edged sword with that is that sometimes it gets a little campy and you kind of run out of you know the dialogue can get a little weak and mm-hmm. some of the plot elements can can get a little fillery because you're trying to fill out that space along with driving the story and i think you definitely get a little bit of this in in that show mm-hmm. um, there's not an episode i would say is a filler episode yeah. the all the episodes have parts that drive the plot forward but there are definitely some that have less of that than others for um, sure there's definitely s- some that focus on some side stories and things that aren't necessarily the most valuable to the plot, but yeah. there's always something in the episode that kind of keeps it moving forward. Definitely. I agree. Um, it might have been nice to see like him do one or the other. Like In the words of Ron Swanson, don't half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And even if, if he had a co-writer, like I would have loved to have seen, you know, Mangold or somebody he's friends with, you know, be a co-writer or maybe have directed a couple episodes. Something like that would yeah, have been absolutely awesome. And I, you know, and I love, you know, we mentioned Mindhunter at the beginning of the episode. Mindhunter is amazing, and it's ten episodes directed or uh, developed by David Fincher. Fincher directs, I believe, four of the episodes, yeah. and then the other six are directed by other directors. But it still feels like Fincher and it's so I think it's something that you're right he could have you know he could have directed half the episodes for the series and then handed it off to some other people and I'm sure there was probably people that would have been interested in, sure. in doing it and you know maybe you you would have gotten a little some more fresh ideas and maybe you know some different ways of looking at things but yeah um, it felt like but, he had like a hat full of ideas and like really good ideas and then had like some of those those really awesome lines like up his sleeve but then like pl- mm-hmm. played those out really early like the first half of the series yeah and then at the end mm-hmm. he's kind of like oh i have to like i have to try and wrap this up i have to tie this loose end and i have to make this character art complete and stuff and like some of that stuff gets really yeah. lost but yeah yeah that's how i feel about it no, I agree. I definitely think that. But um, there's definitely a lot of really um, interesting things, really interesting character dynamics. A lot of the characters are really good. They're layered, and there's more to them than just surface-level stuff. And I think that if, if you're a fan of Westerns in general, I think it's a really good Western. I think it, it's, it's definitely not... Uh, 
you know, they don't cheap out on anything. <laughs> the, the violence is very violent. When you see people doing stuff, it looks like people that know what they're doing <laughs> yeah. when it comes to riding horses. Even, I was surprised too, and I'm sure there's a lot of stunt work on this. There's got to be. But I was really surprised on how much of the actual riding and physical stuff that the actors were doing. Mm-hmm. This par- particu- particularly um, Jeff Daniels. Like, yeah. there were a lot of scenes where they're like, riding through a river where like you can clearly see it's him riding through a river on a horse and i was just like yeah. all right all right like you guys are really going like for it and i think that's really really cool yeah i do too um and i i think that you get a lot of that you get that there's definitely commitment that it's something that's taken seriously there's definitely some more fantastical elements here and there as with a lot of westerns yeah but it's not done in a jokey way. There's no one in there. Even the people that are the comedic relief, it's never so jokey and just on the nose that it's just kind of like, oh, this is just a good old Western story. Like, it's it's very much within the show and something that, you know, yeah, you could see someone saying or doing. It's kind of a classic element of Westerns to have that frontier mysticism and stuff. So, like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't think any of the like bill going to get his eyesight kind of cleared up by the indians and stuff and other things indian medicine and stuff like that wasn't done Mm. in a way that was like unbelievable and joking and stuff and even like the indian that had followed bill around like him like the reveal that he was a ghost for whatever reason like i was like oh that's that's interesting like it kind of fell into that magical surrealism like frontier mysticism idea so i didn't i didn't think anything of it you know i felt like it was right at home no definitely and i think and i think one of the things we've already touched on that maybe wasn't conveyed as well but you can still see in the show is that when you're with a character like roy um who's very much the not stereotypical like cowboy bad boy protagonist but in a lot of ways he is um you have that which is very much what we expect of westerns and kind of the romanticism of of that genre Mm -hmm. Um, I think and sometimes they do this effectively and sometimes not as well but there are definitely a lot of situations where uh, Frank is supposed to be that more down to earth this is what it was actually like to live out here Mm -hmm. type of thing and and sometimes they're not always successful but there are definitely times where you can really feel like you know when he gets his arm blown through (laughs) and they they you can see through his arm and they cut it off and then he carries that thing around with him um when they're at blackdom and they have that stare down like i mean that that whole scene is so violent and fast and frantic and and it's just it's so i mean it gave me so much anxiety just watching it i was just like (laughs) like what is happening right now like it it was so and, and but that happened a lot i mean people just whole towns were just killed yeah. and no one no one knew and no one cared and that was just part of living there and you know when he comes across the the house filled with people with smallpox like there there wasn't a fix for that like you yeah. were just dead and they just left you to die and there's a lot of those points in that that really kind of hammer that point home which i thought was really cool and so they kind of try to blend a couple things and like i said sometimes it's really good sometimes it's not but yeah. um i think Rather than maybe giving a rating for the show, I think maybe we should do a should you watch it, should you not type yeah. of a thing. Um, and at least for me, I definitely think you should watch it. If you have an interest in Westerns, 
especially ones that are for the most part really well done and I mean it's movie level production mm-hmm. so it's uh, at least in my opinion I didn't see aside from maybe a small thing here or there but for the most part it's movie level production mm-hmm. it's wide angle shots it's really high quality stuff so I, I would definitely recommend watching looking into it definitely there are a lot of things like I love westerns and like I said like it feels like there was definitely a Blood Meridian influence in it. And then if you look at the the final conflict, like that big showdown in LaBelle, it feels like he was influenced by, at least in a little bit, by like the Magnificent Seven, mm, which, yeah, is, which is a remake of uh, Seven Samurai, which is one of my yeah, favorite Seven movies Samurai. of all time. And so yeah. I feel like there's a lot here for people who enjoy these things, like enjoy Western novels and t- who enjoy like classic westerns to find that they like in it i know we've we talked a lot about like bad stuff and whatnot but i definitely think it's worth the time if this is what you're into yeah for sure i think it's one of the uh, the better netflix originals that i've watched mm-hmm. uh, it's it's different from some of the other ones that i've watched too which is really cool you gotta hand it to netflix for being willing to do something so diverse and to give someone that really doesn't have a ton of directing credit under their belt to be like yeah man go make a friggin eight hour long (laughs) western movie basically and you know like it's cool and and i think that that's why you see a lot of creatives going to places like that um you know you had one of my favorite movies of last year the big sick was yeah you know through amazon studios and that movie is amazing and it's so funny and so good and it's like these studios are giving you know people chances that some of the bigger studios maybe not necessarily would and giving them a little bit more freedom to do things that they wouldn't maybe necessarily do. So yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's solid. I think you should watch it. Mm-hmm. I think it's binge-worthy. I mean, it's seven episodes. It's a limited series, so you don't have to worry about getting caught up or getting behind. It's, yeah, you know, all you people out there have binged more episodes of a series before, so you don't have an excuse. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. You, you know what you're doing. It's, yeah. <laughs> you know, hit, hit play and that's all you need. Yep. Every once in a while, tell Netflix that you're still watching it and just let it be. Yeah, exactly. I think that Westerns are definitely a a genre that is kind of falling off lately. And, like, even, like, Hell or High Water that came out in 2016 was lauded as being, like, this kind of mourning the death of the Western. Like, this kind of, like, death throws, like, this last kick, the death rattle or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think it's awesome to see, like, because Westerns haven't been explored on Netflix either, as far as I know. Yeah, I mean... uh just on the topic of westerns in general i mean logan is another one of those things and scott frank was involved with mm-hmm. you know it that's that movie is pretty much a western it's a superhero western um and it's you you sometimes you get some good gems here and there it's westerns are a little hard to pull off in the day of the avengers mm-hmm. and star wars but you know you uh you can have a good one and you can definitely enjoy not only the some of the throwbacks to kind of that genre and the way they used to be made but some of the newer more not necessarily innovative but kind of newer styles of things that they they put into this show definitely i think whenever we have like this culture that we have currently where things are kind of larger than life and big the the call for something more visceral whether you know it be like dark or just simple and emotional is like greater you know yeah I think it's it speaks to a different side of us that we don't get with some of those bigger blockbuster type stuff. So. Yeah. 
And then you get like hybrids, like the Shape of Water, where it's yeah, like it's hybrid practical CGI and stuff. But it's all about the character interactions and stuff, and it's about that emotional content that you know. Mm-hmm. It's not a big yeah. action Hollywood blockbuster, but it's something that I think people need to see for sure. For sure. Well, that's my thoughts on it. Definitely, I would say go watch it. Phil says go watch it. Yeah. That's... So you should go watch it. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, we haven't led you wrong yet, unless you're of the opinion that Star Wars sucks. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so then, then, then I don't know if there's hope for you. I mean, I'm sure there is, but you know, we gotta get there. <laughs> but yeah, as I was gonna say, this is the first of probably many Netflix reviews to come. Netflix always throws out some really cool, interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's tons of stuff on there now that I still want to watch and haven't had a chance to so I'm sure we'll end up doing some more stuff in some probably more different series and who knows maybe expand beyond Netflix or something like that maybe do something else but that sounds good Uh, thank you once again everybody for joining us for this third episode Uh, we hope you'll join us for the next one thank you for sticking with us so far it means a lot to us and thank you just thank you just thank you (laughs) yeah definitely I'm I'm really happy that uh people have been listening and for the people that have reached out and told us that they enjoy it we enjoy making it we enjoy having the conversations we enjoy watching the stuff and doing the things so yeah feel free if you're somebody if you're listening to something and you hear you hear something you like you hear something that you disagree with please reach out to us leave a comment on facebook tweet at us and you know be a part of the conversation be a part of the discussion like don't feel don't feel like you can't interact with us and have an opinion and yeah, yeah. we want to have those conversations we like the people on the internet that tell us we're stupid so come on let's <laughs> yeah go. at me, at me. <laughs> yeah at me next time fam <laughs> all right thank you so much once again and we'll see you next time later